Hey guys, welcome to the number 37 uh, ever episode of the Cool Sports Network. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of the Cool Sports Network. Today we are going to be predicting every single NFL game on who I think is going to win, and then also picking the spread, which is much more complicated than just picking who's going to win. I'm going to break that down. But also before we do that, just talk about a quick few minutes of college football. We haven't really broken it down as much as I thought. For those of you who actually were wondering, I did pick Alabama to win it all. I know, surprise, surprise. But, um... I'm just going to kind of break down uh, what I think of Alabama so far since I am an Alabama fan. Technically a UConn fan too, but, you know, Alabama, you know, of course, really that competitive team. But then, um, you know, also, you know, just start – I'm going to start to break college football down more towards the middle of the year because right now we don't know. Notre Dame lost to Marshall. A&M lost to Appalachian State. So right now we really don't know. We're still – college football, we're still trying to figure out who the teams are to be. I mean, Florida State is a team that's been close to top 25 right now, and that, that has not been something they have been in a very long time. So, you know, we're just going to – you know, we're going to break it down towards the middle of the season once we really know who could be competitive for that national championship. We we know the college football playoff is extended to 12 teams in a few years. But right now, it's still four, which makes it much more competitive to get in that top four. Um, But, yeah, uh, with all that out of the way, subscribe, follow, share, view. Let's get into this. Real quick, I do want to break down college football. As I am recording this, Notre Dame is only beating California by seven. Now, they do have the ball. But that is honestly something really interesting to think about. Notre Dame is now completely out of the rankings. A&M, after a very tough loss, is at number 24. They have a great game tonight against Miami. Really looking forward to watching that. But Troy and Appalachian State, Appalachian State after beating Texas A&M, may lose to Troy right now in the third quarter. Troy has the ball at 21-21. So that is an interesting game. Number one thing I do want to talk about, though, is why was Alabama dropped from number one to number two and Georgia was moved up to number one? I know Alabama nearly lost to Texas, but Texas is a very good team, especially with B. John Robinson, and they came up big at the end with a game-winning touchdown. So why? I mean, why? Where they dropped from number one. According to the betting odds, they were the biggest favorites to win the college football national championship. And what was it, 20 years? Like, I'm not saying this because I interviewed Dr. Kevin Elko. I've been an Alabama fan for a while. I'm not saying this because I'm an Alabama fan. Like, Alabama is, in my opinion, very much better than the rest of the competition. And for for the rankings, for, for professionals to sit there and tell me Alabama isn't even the best team in their own conference is completely terrible to me. It does not make sense. There's nothing that Alabama, it's not like they lost or anything. They won. I don't understand how you could drop a team for winning. I don't really get that. I know Texas wasn't ranked. Texas is a very talented football team. They always have been. They always will be. Right? So, I don't get the whole Alabama was close so they should go down. No, they won the football game. They were the biggest favorites in 20 years. Keep them in number one. I'm sorry. They should not be the number two team ranked in college football. But moving on to the NFL, I predicted the Los Angeles Chargers to beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night. But I did pick the Chargers for the spread, so I got that. But my Kansas City prediction was wrong. Right now on my predictions last week, I was eight and seven. On my spread, I was seven and eight. And I actually I by the way, I don't actually bet on the spread, but I just picked the spread for fun. But so I went seven and eight for the spread, eight and seven on my game picks. Now let's move on to this game pick. Um and I am counting that record for the um 
Chargers winning, so that does count. I'm already 0-1 this week. Not a good start. But um, Dolphins at Ravens. It's Baltimore minus 3.5. Of course, I'm going to pick Baltimore. I know it does spoil my preview prediction that's coming out uh, tomorrow at 6 a.m. Um, on uh, the Cool Sports Newsletter. You do have to be subscribed, though, if not, you can uh, see that. Um, It's a very extensive preview, so you guys are going to learn a lot about what I think about the game there. But I do think this will be a very close game. I think Baltimore will only win by one point. The Dolphins have a bunch of talent, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I do think the loss of Byron Jones is going to be very impactful. But if Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters are out, it could be an ugly day for the Baltimore Ravens um, trying to go against Tyree Kill in the passing game. Um, I am going to pick the Dolphins with the spread. Again, I only think Baltimore is going to win by one. I think it's going to be a very tight game, but I do have my Ravens moving on to it up. The uh, New York Jets. At the Cleveland Browns, it's Browns minus six and a half. I'm, of course, going to pick the Browns to win this game. I think it's the obvious pick. I think they'll be running the football and destroying the Jets' run defense um, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt after they had a great uh, week one performance against Carolina. But I do think the Jets will keep it close. Um, they saw that they were playing secretly competitive against Baltimore. Um but also Cleveland is in Baltimore, and I think that you know, unless it was the you know, if it was if it weren't for the Ravens' defense, the Jets could have been probably leading by ten points in the first quarter. So you know, because the Ravens' offense couldn't really do anything, I think the Jets will keep this close, but it will be um, a Browns win. Commanders at Lions, it's minus one and a half. Detroit pick the Commanders for the spread and pick the Commanders to win. No one's high on the Washington Commanders. Carson Wentz. Is a very good quarterback, twenty-seven to seven touchdown interception ratio um, last year, and this and last game four passing touchdowns, just two interceptions. Really, or two interceptions. This is pretty bad at a game, but he did throw for four touchdowns. Led the Commanders to the victory. I am very high. On, I'm higher on Carson Wentz than most people are, and I think Detroit just being favorite honestly just doesn't make sense. I'm picking the Commanders to win. Buccaneers at Saints, Tampa Bay minus two and a half. This is an interesting one now without Chris Godwin. Bucks offense could really get a lot going, but now and I'm not going to get into details, but it seems like uh, after you've heard, you know, Giselle Tabri's wife wanted him to retire. It seems like this is the last dance for the go to football. You know. That was the last dance. It literally turned into one of the best sports shows of all time on ESPN for the go to basketball. This is the last dance for the go to football. I think he finds a way to get the job done with Mike Evans and Julio Jones and Leonard Fournette, who played amazing in week one. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I also don't like that the Saints really kept it close with the Falcons. I was very skeptical about that because uh, they were my survivor pool pick team and they nearly broke my heart. Um, Panthers at Giants. Um, Giants minus two. I'm picking the Giants against the spread, and I'm picking the Giants to win. Um, because I was high on the Giants going in. If my my way too early season predictions, I had them at eight wins. I officially had them at seven wins this season. I didn't expect them to beat the Titans, though. They did. They beat the Tennessee Titans, and I'm very high on them. I'm not high on the Panthers at all. I'm not high on Baker Mayfield. Trust me, I want to get, uh, as a Ravens fan, I got I got to see that guy two times a year. It's nothing special. It's really nothing special. And um, I think the Ravens, I mean, excuse me, I think the Giants just have a bunch of talent, especially Saquon Barkley get a run all over Carolina's run defense, kind of like how Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt did last week. And the NFC Player of the Week in Week One in the New York Giants will get the victory. Patriots at Steelers. This is an interesting one. Minus two and a half in New England. Mac Jones isn't a hundred percent, but he, it does look like he is going to play. The the Steelers play a very you know, conservative style of football, and I don't think that's going to work. You saw the Dolphins going forward on what was it fourth and seven, um, you know, against the Patriots. A conservative style of football. I don't think is going to beat Bill Belichick. I think you really need to 
go for the punches, and I just don't think Mitchell Trubisky is good enough to lead this team to success, especially now without T.J. Watt, Najee Harris in the 100%. I do like New England in this game. The Indianapolis Colts at Jacksonville Jaguars, minus three for Indianapolis. Oh, by the way, I picked New England for the spread, too, and minus three here for Indianapolis. I got the Colts um, winning this game and also the spread. I think, you know, after tying with the Texans, you know, this was a team that had very high expectations going into the season as a team that could easily win the a- the AFC South and as a team that could have a lot of successes here, right, with Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman and a pretty good defense led by Shaquille Leonard. So, you know, a, a bunch of talent. I think they're going to probably win by about 7 to 14 points, somewhere around that range against Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville played well, but I do think Indianapolis. This is kind of a game where they need to prove themselves, and I think they'll go up to 1-0-1 of the season. Falcons at Rams, Los Angeles minus 10. I am picking the Rams to win, and I'm picking the Rams for the spread. Now, now, I'm not sure, or I actually do know who I'm going to pick for my survivor pool pick. This is one of the games I am narrowing it down to because the Rams, after losing to the Bills, they're going to come out, and in my opinion, they're going to destroy the Falcons. This is not going to be a game to watch. This may be the least viewed game of the week unless you're a Rams or, or Falcons fan because I think this is going to be a blowout, and I think the Rams will get the job done. Seahawks at 49ers, minus 9.5 for San Francisco. I like San Francisco to win the football game, but I like Seattle for the spread. We saw them play really surprising last week. Geno Smith played really well. But eventually, I do think the Trey Lance will get better as the year goes on. I don't think he'll play amazing. I don't know if he'll get that much better, but I do think that he will have a better game in this game against a weaker 40, uh, I mean Seahawks defense, even though they only allowed 60 points for Russell Wilson. But now with Jamal Adams out for the season, it's just not really a lot going on in Seattle. I do think that that week one game was not exactly a fluke, but I don't think they're really going to build off that. They'll, they'll make it close, but San Francisco will get the job done. Bengals at Cowboys, Cincinnati minus seven. Give me the Bengals to win. Give me the Bengals uh, to get the spread because this, I was narrowing it down between Falcons at Rams and Bengals at Cowboys, and I am picking the Cincinnati Bengals as my survivor pool pick this week. The Rams may seem like the safer bet, but I think after a four-interception game from Joe Burrow, the, the Cowboys don't have Dak Prescott to make it competitive. The Bengals' defense is going to shut down the Cowboys' offense, and we even saw the Bengals just a field goal away from winning last week, and all of a sudden, they would be the obvious survivor pool pick. Joe Burrow is going to go off in Week 2, I'm calling it right now, and the Bengals are going to dominate the Dallas Cowboys. Houston Texans at Denver Broncos minus 10 for Denver. I like Denver to win, of course. Um, I think they're going to have a bounce-back game. But I like the Texans. And, like, because, like, a lot of these teams, like Indianapolis last week minus 7, now Denver minus 10. These teams, they're putting such a big margin between them and the Texans. I think the Texans can keep it close. Davis Mills is really underrated. Damian Pierce is a good running back. Brandon Cook's a good wide receiver. They have a lot of talent, this Houston Texans team. And, you know, you saw them tie the Colts last week. I think they're going to make it closer against Denver, but Denver will still win the game. Cardinals at Raiders. Not much is going on for the Cardinals right now. I picked the Cardinals against uh, minus six and a half uh, against Kansas City in week one. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Um, what I'm realizing is that it's really hard for them to get anything going. Their offensive line for the Cardinals has just not been doing anything. The loss of DeAndre Hopkins is really hurt. And honestly, to have anyone on Arizona, I have Kyler as my quarterback. Um, now, that hasn't, in hindsight, been a great decision. Now, we'll have to see. I do think the Raiders will get a win. They nearly beat the Chargers. You know, that connection between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, I think Carr will improve against a weaker Cardinals defense. 
Um, so I do think the Raiders get the win and against the spread um, for minus five and a half Las Vegas. But not just not a lot going on um, positive for the Arizona Cardinals. And I think they really have to. They just got to play competitive. They got to be around three and three is my opinion. This is what I had. Them. I had them going three and three in the six games that D-Hop was suspended. And I think if they're three and three before D-Hop is suspended, then maybe they can make a, uh, a mid to late season run. At the playoffs, the Chicago Bears at Green Bay Packers. Green Bay minus ten. I still like Green Bay for the spread, and I like them to win. I know uh, Chicago played really well last year in what I like to call the rain game. Right there, you know, they really got uh, really. Uh, I don't know, it, you know, they just played really well. You know, they really shut down Trey Lance and Justin Fields played pretty well. You know, but their leading wide receiver uh, was a guy who had one reception. Right, just really interesting to think about. And you know, this Bears team are not a team that's going to score a lot of points. But even now, after Khalil Mack has left, they didn't trade Roquan Smith, and their defense has played well. But Aaron Rodgers is going to have such a bounce back game after losing to his division rival Minnesota Vikings. This game is on Sunday Night Football, a rivalry game. Anything can happen. But I think Aaron Rodgers, the back-to-back MVP, we saw last year. Green Bay put up three points on opening day. Now they put up seven this year, right? Rodgers knows how to respond in week two, and I think he's going to do that again um, and destroy the Bears. I think there's going to be, you know, more blowouts this week than last week. Tennessee Titans at Buffalo Bills, minus 10 Buffalo. I like Buffalo to win, but I think Tennessee is going to keep it really close. Now, I know Tennessee's coming off a really tough loss. Um, but to the New York Giants, you know, really tough, you know, because, you know, Tennessee's, you know, easy playoff contender. They were number one seed in the AFC last year, and Emma McPherson field goal away from possibly moving on to the AFC championship. And maybe even a Super Bowl appearance, you never know, as they'd have to have a rematch against the Chiefs. But, you know, the Titans are going to keep it competitive after a really disappointing loss. But eventually, Buffalo is just too talented on both sides of the ball. I can't even I, – I don't even want to think about how good this team is going to be when Tredavious White comes back. Um after week four, at least probably week five, around week six, probably. Um, I do like Tennessee for the spread. They'll keep it close, but Buffalo will win. And last but not least, also on Monday Night Football, but uh, Titans game starts at 7, I think 15 p.m. Eastern. This game starts at 8.20 p.m. Eastern. Vikings at Eagles, minus two and a half Philadelphia. You could go either way. I had Eagles earlier today, but I've changed my pick to the Minnesota Vikings, which means, of course, I picked them for the spread as well. Honestly, because of Justin Jefferson. And I was thinking the Eagles, you know, I have Minnesota right now number five on my power rankings. I have Philadelphia number 10. So, you know, this is a really good game, two top 10 teams in the NFL, in my opinion, as of right now. Um, I think you can go either way in this one, right? The Eagles have A.J. Brown. They have a really good running game. But at the same time, I think Justin Jefferson is too dominant, and I don't have confidence in Philadelphia's defense after allowing 35 points to a Jared Goff-led, non-Jameson Williams, Detroit Lions offense. How can I expect them to stop Justin Jefferson or at least contain him? If the Packers' defense couldn't do it, why could the Eagles' defense do it after allowing 35 points to Detroit? I just don't see it happening. It will be a closer game than people expect. But I think Minnesota puts up around 30 points, a high-scoring shootout-type game. But Minnesota gets the job done. And helps my Chase of Sports with fantasy football team because Justin Jefferson is on that team. I predicted that he was going to put up 1,898 yards this year, and you would know that um, from my season predictions um, episode on the here on the Cool Sports Network. And also, if you're subscribed to my newsletter and you saw my top 10 wide receivers in the NFL and saw my predictions, I think Justin Jefferson is going to have an amazing year. Um, I predicted that even before Week One. I predicted that actually a long time ago, like months ago, but. Um, yeah, I do think that Justin Jefferson is just overall a really talented player. Um, 
Aaron Rodgers called him the best in the game. He is one of the best in the game. He's probably going to be considered one of, if not the best in the game after this year. And, um, yeah, just honestly a really talented player. And I think he, not single-handedly, but he will play a huge part along with Dalvin Cook and a really underrated Vikings defense in getting them to win. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. Did subscribe, follow, share, view. Enjoy some college football. Enjoy some NFL tomorrow. Go Ravens. And, of course, as always, I'll see you next time. We out!